Hello and welcome to the Nexus Talks podcast. Here at Nexus, we delve into the experiences and insights from specialists and thought leaders within the creative, tech and digital industries across the globe. At Nexus, we speak freely and touch on the topics that often go unspoken. I was just asking you, Shane, for those that don't know you, can you just give us a little bit of an introduction about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so my name's Shaney Ryan, um, and I'm based in well, just outside of London. Um, and I am a presenter. I am a I've been a radio presenter. I am a interior designer, entrepreneur, and a mummy as well. <laughs> I love the mix. First of all, um, we're going to get into that. I'm so excited. I forgot that. Beyonce, congratulations. <laughs> um. I want to know how one, because actually I researched you were a dancer at one point as well. Um, You've acted. And I want to know, because, you know, people always make out that life is meant to be like this. You get your job, you do this and you progress. I love the diversity. Especially as a presenter, you know, you hear the word niche a lot. Like, oh, what's your niche? What's your unique selling point? And I love that you've done so many different things and are doing so many different things. How did it start? Yeah, so I'm not the anti-niche. <laughs> I um I genuinely don't like being boxed in and I, I feel like people are allowed to have more than one talent or they're allowed to have more than one hat that they can pop on, you know. It doesn't have to be, you know, an expert of one thing all the time. It's good to have, you know, and it was something that you are super accomplished in or that you're super passionate about or is your thing, that's great. But, you know, at the end of the day, I've been performing since I was, you know, 10 years, well, dancing since I could walk and and performing since I was probably like 10 years old. And there was no part of it that I loved more than another. Like, I loved singing, I loved dancing, I loved acting and being on stage and performing. Um, And then, you know, speaking and, you know, it's still a form of performance, isn't it? Like, putting yourself out there on stage, even what you're doing now, interviewing, like, it's an element of performance. Anything in relation to that, I've always loved often enjoyed and it's been like in my bones so um to kind of box me into going you know it has to be one thing never really worked for me I was never comfortable with it because I wasn't willing to give up the other lanes um but what I will say is that throughout my journey like I've stepped forward in different spaces um at different times so primarily I would say I started out as a dancer you know I was doing baby ballet from when I was like three years old um and performing arts school and I did western musicals at 11 and I did uh, BBC TV kids shows from like 12 and I, I've always just performed um but the dance thing really captured my um my passion for a really long time um and just became the thing that you can't you can't do it half half assed yeah. like you have to give it 100% you have to be super fit and disciplined and train every week if not every day and um, so that really took over for a long time. And then I got to a place one day where I was like, I love dancing. But if I go through that little list of things that I wanted to achieve, I felt like I'd done them all mm-hmm. or a version of them that I was really happy with. Um, and yeah, I just got to that point where I was like, do you know what? I feel like at this point, it starts to feel like same for a different day. Yeah. Or, you know, in the case of dancing, it was like, you know, same thing, audition process, get the job, rehearse, perform, it's over, start again. And I felt like all those versions of of being a dancer that I, you know, I'd toured, I'd travelled, I'd 
been on stage, I'd been on music videos, I'd been on, you know, TV, I'd been in all these different performance spaces. And I just got to the point where I was feeling it was getting a little bit samey and it was time to challenge myself um, and start something new. And then I got into the music industry, I kind of by accident, back in, back in dancing led on to back in singing. Um, and then that led into an opportunity to become more of a forefront person and I got into a group. And then that led into a record deal then led into kind of more touring and more recording and more performing in a different space. And then I didn't really, I loved it, but I didn't love the people that I was doing it with. Right. Um, we didn't gel so well. Like actually one of the girls that um, I was in the group with, one of my best friends today, I still absolutely adore her um, oh. and we're very close. But, you know, overall it just didn't feel like I was getting the enjoyment out of it like I did when I was dancing. Yeah. Um, it, it didn't feel like it was the best for my mental health either. So mm-hmm. I took a step back from that and I'd always wanted to be a TV presenter, but I always saw it being something I did when I was a lot older and a lot later on in life, you know, when I looked at like Davina McCall and people like that, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that when I'm a bit older because, you know, they're, they're doing it and they've got kids and families and, you know, it's something you can do a bit later. But yeah. um, I ended up, when I left the music industry, kind of getting an opportunity with MTV and then that was like the catalyst for me then going down the presenting route quite quickly and just going, okay, well, I've had an opportunity, say yes to it. And then the rest just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. Um, and then the other stuff, like the interior design, ended up renovating, ended up doing it all ourselves, loving it. Other people liked what we did. Somebody asked us to do it for them and it happened really organically. Um, and then out of nowhere just became a business and a really you know, one that was doing really well. Um, and now we've just expanded and added a second element to the business. Um, and yeah, now we're like all in. We've got two companies. We're both self-employed and, and directors of those companies. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of a very snapshot version of a journey that spans, you know, over 15, 20 years. Yeah, no, I love that. And huge congratulations, obviously, for you with your new companies. Like, I'm trying to get my head around interior design. I literally hate painting. I, I'd love, I love watching it. I love looking at it. But any sort of designing in my house or my room or my bed, I hate it. So I have You're a little confused, though. You're getting confused. You're confusing interior design with hard labor. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what I mean. <laughs> Like labor, like Tony's amazing. Like he can do anything. Like if I was like, I want you to do this and build that and do that, he would make it. Love um that. and enjoy it. Whereas me, like I I create the design and then I get my team to in, implement implement the design. I don't yeah. like I'm not here like that's why I have I've done it on my own. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I've done it on my own home. Um, but you know, when we were starting out, but now it's like I hire good people. Amazing. What was it like when you were doing your own home? Did you hate it? Oh, the most, most stressful thing ever. Like at one point, I just remember sitting outside at our flat and so many things had gone wrong. Like we had like first water main and we had twice that happened. Oh. We had glass to fall off the walls. I'm just looking around just like water disasters. Happen. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And it was our first project and we had like no money and we were, you know, struggling through and inexperienced and learning everything off of YouTube and um yeah I remember one day just sitting in the car and I just couldn't stop sobbing and Tony was like babe like you need to 
need to get it together. Like we've got so much to do. Like I know you're having a day, but like, come on, we're so close to the finish line. Like we're going to be living here soon. It's going to be perfect. He was being so positive, but I just couldn't get out of my phone because I could not stop <laughs> crying. I was like, <laughs> it was like so dramatic. And then in the end, he called my mum and he was like, you need to come and get her. She's useless to me. Oh my god! <laughs> and I had to start. Yeah. <laughs> I just went home, cried it off. They came back the next day, like, yeah, let's do this. And, he was, and then the next day, I think he was like, "Oh my god, no, I haven't got it in me." Um, so there's definitely been like moments on the journey that were far from enjoyable. Oh, that is <laughs> crazy. And now, I love that. And what I want to understand is like, what's been your favorite part? I know this is where your journey's led you to now, but what would you say is your favorite thing out of the whole journey you just described? Okay, so I missed something really important out, which was I launched my own podcast. Um, and I would say, right, there's different things. So being a child and being in a Western musical is, I don't remember it clearly because I was so young, but I just yeah. remember it being magical, like completely magical. And which like, were you in? I was in Oliver at the London Palladium, Cameron and Macintosh. And, um, and I just remember feeling like this, like feeling that was just so much excitement. It was like all of my Christmases at once. So that was really special. And that's really what gave me the bug. Um, I think performing all over the world with Kelly Rowland on tour, that was pretty amazing. Um, and just like seeing the world and performing in all these different environments, that was pretty cool. And we like, you know, got to meet Beyonce and all these, and Jay-Z and like, be in all these cool spaces yeah that was amazing but I think the thing I'm probably the most proud of was my podcast so I launched that October 2019 um and I went to launch season two at the beginning of March 2020 and then we had COVID hit um so I kind of got like half of season two out and then because of the way that I feel like obviously now us doing this on Zoom this is normal right now but back then um a few people were doing these kind of online versions of podcasts, but everything, you know, that I did was in person. Like everyone came to my home. We sat on my sofa. It was like an hour and a half interview that then got edited down to like 60 minutes, between 45 and 60 minutes. And it was really personable and everything was filmed and we did social content and it was just like a real thing. I mean, podcasts called Influence Me. So it was all influencers and getting to know the person behind the profile picture, so to speak. So all of that content for social was super important mm -hmm. and I didn't want to do a half-assed version of it. Season one was so amazing. It got so many um, fans and, and views and um, I had a sponsor and it was just such an incredible launch with this big launch in City and it got loads of press and Daily Mail and everything and everything went perfectly. And then it got named as um, season two launched, then it got named as Radio Times, one of the Radio Times top 20 podcasts to listen to during COVID for like your mental health and your well-being. Wow. So that was a real amazing thing. And then I um, I lost my sponsor for season two because COVID, they were worried about COVID affecting their business and pulled out of all non-essential deals for their business, which makes total sense. Yeah. But then it kind of like, it fizzled away. But I was so proud of what I did there. Um, and I keep meaning to relaunch it. And uh, life is just really busy. And since then, I've had a baby and and we've got the new business as well. And everything's just mad. So I haven't actually got around to doing it. But I would say it was one of my proudest things because I literally dreamed, I, I dreamt it. 
I dreamt the title when I woke up the next morning, I jotted it down on a bit of paper beside my bed. And then I went back to it the following night and like elaborated on it. And then it was just, I became obsessed with it, had to do it, had to launch it. And everybody said to me, you will never get a, a sponsor for season one. That's impossible. You're going to have to prove it. You have to show what it's like. And I got a sponsor before we even recorded a single episode. So I was like, yes, <laughs> I was so proud of myself. So that's probably my proudest thing. Yeah. That's honestly phenomenal. And like during lockdown as well, like people were listening to podcasts because it's like sometimes for some people, it's the only company they had. They were so yeah, proud of their friends and their family. So that's honestly incredible. Yeah. And I'm so glad you said you dreamt it because I tell my friends all the time that I'll dream ideas. I'll wake up and I write it and they think I'm lying. Yeah. So I'm really glad you said that. Yeah. I literally woke up one morning and I was like, influence me. And I wrote it down. And then I called, I had an agent at the time and I called my agent and I was like, I've had a podcast idea. She was like, cool, da, da, da. like, what are you thinking? And I kind of laid it out. And then I, I spoke to Tony about it a lot and like really fleshed out um, all, all the details. And then I started reaching out to people that I wanted to be guests. And, you know, it, I'm, I'm gutted that I'm not doing it right now. But I also can't be gutted because you know what? It's on me that I'm not doing it right now. I've not made time for it, but I'm sure I will bring it back. I just need to find the right window. And I'm very much like, I've got a feeling that I'm not going to force myself to do it when I'm ready. And when all the stars align and it feels like the right time again, I'll hit the ground running with it. I just don't feel like it's for me right this second, but I still like adore what I did there. And I, I and to me, it's still an active project. It's just on pause. Yeah. And you know what? Like I always say, it's better to do something 100%. And you even said it earlier before we started to do it full hearted than just to do it for the sake of it. It's not, you're yeah. going to see it in the quality. Exactly. Yeah. And what I did want to say as well is because I'm looking at you and I'm like, oh my God, this is like, I'm, you make me feel like I'm doing some things right. Because it's so interesting to see like the products that you've started and how different your journey has, like how many places it's taken you. What has yeah. been the hardest part? Because obviously being a presenter, being in the industry that you're in is not easy. It's not the yeah. best sometimes. So tell me about the difficulties that you've faced as well. Um, so I think the hardest part um, in terms of like as a feeling is that feeling when somebody dangles the carrot, like you get in the room mm. and you think something's going to happen and you leave feeling really good about it. And then that person that has gone, oh, I think you're amazing. Oh, I can't wait to help you do this. Or, you know, I can definitely see you on that. I'm going to pitch you for this and pitch you for that. The hardest thing is when you really leave something feeling super, super excited and like you believe that person. And then you're like, you don't hear from them again. Or you hear from them with an apology because after that meeting, something else happened that changed their attention or changed their trajectory. Or a few times, especially during COVID. I so say before COVID, I was in the room with some really incredible uh, TV companies. Hmm. And I would say out of those people, maybe 80% of them no longer work there. Wow. So it's like finding them. Where do they work now? Is there an opportunity there now? And it's it's the frustration that I find really hard to go, it was so close, or that person really loved me, and now they're not even in a job, or their direction has changed, or they were given a development budget to do something, and they loved you, and you had a great idea, and it was all vibing, and then they got told by their boss that they're not doing that anymore, and that budget's been pulled, and now they're working on this TV show with somebody that's already massive. Like, all of those little things that happen, I find really hard, because you're just like, 
I always say what's meant for me won't go by me and everything I need will come to me with ease. But it's like those moments where you have to really believe that and really remind yourself of that just to keep going. Yeah. Um, but the frustration and the, it might have been, I think, are the things I find the hardest. Yeah. And th- what you just said is so right. Like, how do you bounce back from that? It's trying to, like, get yourself in that space where it's like, if it's meant for me, it will come to me. It's a struggle, yeah. though. It's not easy for everyone to, like, adopt it's that. Not. I went to a really inspirational, um, my friend Ramel London, she's a Capital Extra presenter and she does, she does loads of cool stuff. It's amazing. But she, yeah, I know her from Capital Extra when I was um, presenting there. And um, we're, we're good friends. And I went to support her. She was doing the launch of her podcast, The Mainstream, and season two. And uh, she had a live panel of guests. And KG, the comedian who was one of the guests, said something like... Uh, um, and, and it reminded me of an interior project we did, right? So in my, I'm looking at it now. In my lounge, there is a beautiful, like, fireplace, right? And when we bought this house, um, this flat, that fly, fireplace was in there. It was just a brick wall. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was like, that chimney breast is so big. And I know the history of this building. There must be a fireplace there. Like, I really want to uncover it. And it was really hard work, like, toning. My dad, they were like, going at it and I was going at it and we were trying to discover this fireplace and then we kept going higher and higher and higher and then it became it looked like it couldn't possibly be there because I'd never seen a fireplace hole that was so high right and then normally they normally stop a lot lower and we kept going kept going and in the end I was like it's not there like it's it must not be there and Tony was like yeah like we've got we've got too high now if we were going to find a fireplace it'd be there and then I was like no do you know what one more row Let's just go up one more row. And at that row, we discovered the fireplace. And now we've got this beautiful fire. Like, we've made it modern and everything. But this cool space that I'm like, I had the gut feeling it was there. I have the same gut feeling about my career. But imagine I stop before that one extra row and I don't discover the fireplace. That's how I feel a bit about it. And that was the same analogy that I heard last night that reinforced it to me. Like, imagine you stop just before you make it. Yeah. That would be really shit. <laughs> and the, worst <laughs> really is, shit. the worst thing is you would never know. You would just see the next person and go, that could have been me. So you just have to keep going because your time will come. I love that. What other advice would you give to like young creatives, whether they're like, you know, into making documentaries, podcasting, want to do dancing, want to be singers, whatever. What advice would you give them? Um, I would say, uh, okay, this is, it's good I'm doing this today because I, I was re-inspired yesterday by watching other creatives being interviewed. So first of all, keep watching other creatives being interviewed because when people do things like this, you, you tend to, you tend to be in a positive space. Like you'll give your best advice, like you'll tell the great stories. And even though the journey isn't all sunshine and flowers it is really important to hear those motivational speeches those positive stories those I nearly didn't but I did because that motivates you to keep going um don't watch what other people are doing because they're on a different journey to you I've made this mistake myself a few times and let myself get into a bit of a rabbit hole of feeling quite negative um and that that always happens when somebody that I maybe started out or at on something and then they've had a door open and they've gone like that and I go 
oh my God, but we, we were in the same place five minutes ago. How have they now done this? And did, and I haven't had that. And, and, and then all of a sudden you start feeling like you're doing something wrong um, rather than going, do you know what? Good for them. Like that's their journey. And actually, by the way, the thing that's launched them is nothing I would ever do in the first place anyway, because that doesn't suit me, you know? So it's really, it can become really toxic to like watch other people and what they're doing and don't get, don't compare yourself. Just be like really happy for people that another new talent has burst through, because that just means that it's more likely that the same can happen for you. If you keep seeing new talent, you know, getting the lucky break and a door being open, it being opened for them it makes it more likely that it will happen for you so don't compare yourself to others stay in your own lane stay focused and watch as many people in the same position as you or slightly look at people slightly further ahead than you because then you know like that's your next thing whereas if you're looking for somebody you know at the at the end like living all their glory that can feel too unattainable and too far whereas if you're looking at somebody that's just made like one move ahead of where you are that feels a lot more attainable so yeah just kind of like watch people be positive and watch things like this your lovely interviews and you know things that are going to be inspirational I love that thank you very much um Shaney what is in the pipe bag for you and actually I wanted to ask how is it working with your fiance by the way do you guys argue (laughs) um do you know what in the beginning we did because we're very different personalities um I am quite a headstrong, I know what I want, I, you know, expect the best, and I'm I'm not the best people manager. <laughs> okay, I love that you know, though, I love that you can identify that and be like, yeah, that's not me. No, I'm not the best people manager, like, people don't like me managing them, I'm not good at it, <laughs> and that's weird. I'm quite intense and I'm quite full on and I don't take my foot off the gas whereas Tony is a brilliant people manager like he can read a personality like I won't pay any attention to what's going on and I'll just go and be like whereas Tony will like read the room and be like that person doesn't look like they're having a good day today maybe it's not the day to pull them up on their timekeeping like he times things really well so he's very good with people I'm not. And in the beginning, because of my personality, I was trying to be the people manager and doing a bad job at it. And then everyone complained to Tony about me. So, oh, <laughs> so <exactly>. in the end, <laughs> I mean, he knows me. So just be like, hey, <laughs> don't worry about her. She's, 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 <laughs> so you just think you're being creative, Shady. You just draw those drawings and, you know. So in the end, it was about um, him... Uh, encouraging me to stick to what I'm good at and me encouraging him to do what he's good at and us both st- staying in our own lanes. I like yeah. that. I like Yeah. That. And like he he's he's very patient and I'm not. So it's like we we need that balance in the middle. Like I'll be like, no, da, 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 and he'll be like, no, give that person another chance or you know, relax on that, go away and think about him before you before you say something or, you know, like I don't, if I've got to send an awkward email or an email where I have to let somebody know like I'm not happy with something, I never send that email until Tony's proofread it because he just knows how to make it sound better. Sound fluffy, like, oh, you know. You're I, I have no ability to fluff, not even on a, not even on a WhatsApp can I fluff. Like oh. I, I'm a blunt texter and, I, and, and, and Tony is the best at reminding me like, so maybe it's better to start with, hey, how are you? Or I hope you're having a good day. Whereas I'll be like, hi. So the thing is with this is, 
You suck. <laughs> Don't come again. <laughs> it's just I'm straight to the point. So I've learned that. Um, so I think, yeah, in the beginning, we probably bickered a little bit, but I would say that we definitely found our groove and we now lift each other up in our, in our strong points. Amazing, because I'm guessing that's what your main focus is. I know you said you want to come back to the podcasting, but are you taking a step back from presenting at the moment and just focusing on interior design? No, um, no, definitely not taking a step back. So um, it's this is the other thing, right? So just because you can't see what somebody's doing doesn't mean they're not doing it. Okay. And I don't like to talk about things that aren't ha- aren't happening yet or that aren't a hundred percent. But it doesn't mean I'm not working on goals. So the thing that is happening right now is motherhood, um, planning my wedding, um, interior design, renovations, the new business that we just bought, um, which is an extension of those businesses. Um, All of that stuff is happening like every day um, and is going really well. And we're obviously balancing that. The things that are also happening every day, but that there's nothing to post about, right? is we're working on things behind the scenes. I'm working with a really lovely lady um, who I've always, I've never really had managers or agents because I genuinely believe it's really important to establish your own relationships with people for opportunities. Um, and then your agent to be an um, addition to that, uh, to open doors that you couldn't open for yourself, introduce you to people you would never be in the room with otherwise. Um, so I've always kind of been quite self-sufficient, but I've met somebody who I have fallen in love with a little bit. She's amazing. And, uh, I really, I believe that she believes in me and I believe in her and what she's capable of doing. So we are working on some really cool things behind the scenes, some great ideas, some opportunities. And I've reconnected with a lot of the people that I was in the room with before COVID and have restarted those relationships. But when I tell you, like, at the point COVID hit, those relationships were eight, nine, ten months in. So it's like starting again with some of them and yeah. rebuilding the rapport and coming up with fresh ideas. And, and those those meetings are, like, three to four months apart sometimes. So it's a slow burn. But um, my ultimate thing that I want, um, and I'm going to put it out there into the universe, is I really, 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 really want um, to have a property TV show so that my... Um, mine and Tony's uh, lives off camera match with lives on camera. Um, So that's what I would really want to be doing. And also I want to relaunch my podcast, um, but when I can do it properly with the right time and a great sponsor. And um, I want to um, make sure that I am kind of back doing interviews and things like that. Um. I bet get back to what life was pre-COVID, but a better version of it, really. Um, but things have, you know, life. there's only so many hours in a day, and I think we all put a lot of pressure on ourselves to achieve everything we want to achieve now. And it was funny, because when I was speaking to this um, lovely agent the other day, she was like, you're so chilled, like you don't hound me. And it's so funny, because that's the so opposite of my personality. <laughs> so I was laughing, but I was thinking, why am I not like that with her? And I think it's just because I believe that when the timing's right for her and me and the stars alone, like the opportunity will present itself at the perfect time. Yeah. So I'm just relaxed about it because I'm like, maybe the perfect time's not for another year. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe. It's, maybe it's not for two years, but when it comes, it will, it will come just at the right time. And I was the same about having a child as well. I was like, it will happen at exactly the right time. And it did. It happened during COVID. So I didn't have FOMO of all the stuff I was missing out on because no one was working. <laughs> 
Exactly. My friend, she's pregnant at the moment and she's always texting. She's like, what are you doing? Where are you going? We do this weekend. I'm like, chill. <laughs> Calm down. You're not really missing much on life. But I actually yeah. love something about you, Shelley. That is so evident. Like you're constantly trying to create opportunities for yourself. And I think that is something that's so underrated. People think that people always come to your doors and like, knock, knock. Hey, we want you for this. And the reality yeah. is sometimes that does happen. But I think it's so important. And I'm glad you highlighted it, that you need to chase and create opportunities for yourself. Definitely, 100%. Um, but also just like remember that, you know, it's okay to do life as well. Yeah. It's okay to like have a personal life. Like I, I know that particularly pre-COVID, like I was just so focused on my career all the time. And actually there's a little, there's a little, um, a little lesson learned there that actually, you know, COVID was the opposite. I had, you know, I was, I was working, so I was quite lucky actually. I was still working from home. I was getting a lot of work from home. Yeah. But and I was doing social media campaigns and QVC and you know all these things were ticking over. Um, but what the world closing down allowed me to realize is that actually I really like being at home. I don't have to be at every event. I can just be at the ones I like being at and I want to go to. And you know I don't have to post about everything that I'm doing. I can just bubble away with things behind the scenes. And actually I really love you know spending quality time with my friends and my family. And that's also as important as your career goals you know so I think trying to find a bit more balance and um, moving forward but that comes with being older as well I think how old are you if you don't mind me asking oh how old do you think I am no, I'm not well, I feel like you're really young. you just said when I'm older and I'm just a bit like like what yeah no I'm 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 older uh so my industry age is 25 uh <laughs> <laughs> add 10 years and a few more um I am I am actually how old am I? I'm 36 or 37. I always forget. You look phenomenal. I'm 37. You're like 28. You're the same age as me. This is in my head. Thank you. Honestly, like, you're amazing. Yeah. And you just had a baby and you're planning a wedding. Yeah. Growing <laughs> up shit, right? <laughs> Can I ask my final question? Um, don't yeah, get offended. I've got any questions that you want. Oh, thank you. Um, are you gonna be a bridezilla or are you a bridezilla so far? Right. Okay. So I am not a bridezilla. Everyone thought I would be. Everyone everyone thought I was going to be like this neurotic mother as well when I'm really not. Like everyone's really surprised by how chilled I am with River. I'm like laid back. Um, But uh, no, I'm not a bridezilla, but my bridesmaids are bridesmaidzillas. What? (laughs) Not all of them. (laughs) Who? And my mum. My mum's a mumzilla. Oh. My mum makes me laugh. She's more worried about her outfit than mine. I love. And then my my younger sister is the same. Like she, all she goes on about is bridesmaid dresses and how they need to be perfect. And and then my other two are like doing that thing where they're super laid back and they're like, well, we're whatever. And then they just throw in these beautiful suggestions in them. Like, yeah, you're not, you're gonna look better than me. That's not exactly <laughs> yeah, not allowed. <laughs> but um, no, I'm I'm I think I'm quite I think I'm being quite well behaved actually the only thing I'm being a little bit bridezilla about is the hen I want a thick hen I want it to be amazing so I'm being a little bit about that but the wedding my ideal hen would be like Vegas but because of the way travel is right now that is really quite difficult so but I definitely want to go abroad and do like a you know little girls trip for sure uh, I think that'd be fun with my like girls and then maybe just do something like a, you know, a nice busy brunch or an afternoon tea or something with like, my mom and my aunts and family and things like that. So yeah. 
But yeah, the hen, I want the hen to be free. Every woman deserves a hen abroad, period. That is it. Every woman deserves right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got to be done. I'm actually really surprised, Shaney, that you said you're not a bridezilla. I imagined that just from what you were saying about, you know, being quite blunt and everything, I thought you'd be like, that's not happening. You're not coming. <laughs> um, do you know what I think it is? Um, I think that because I, I'm, I'm planning it myself, so um, I'm not dealing with an external person, Um so I think that helps because I'm in control of everything. Right. But also one of my best one of my best mates is a party planner, an event planner. Um, so any cool parties that you see on my Instagram, like um, like River's birthday parties and my baby shower and all those things, like that's all Lara. She's got this amazing company. I'm actually gonna shout out. It's called Precious Little Parties. It's so good. Yeah. So she does like all of my events. So I have her. Like we're we're going out for dinner tomorrow night with our laptops to sit down and do like wedding planning because her wedding is a month before mine. So we're both married. So that's that's kind of cool that we're like working together on that. And then my other friend, Hannah, is the most organized person ever. So like you can just give her a task and she'll just get to it and execute it. So I've got great maids of honor. So I think that's really helping as well. And they let me kind of like offload all my, ask them if I'm a bridezilla. To everyone else, I'm probably not to them. I'm probably an actual nightmare. <laughs> Oh, amazing. I wish you the best with it. And same with your company, New Ventures. Like, I wish you all the best. And hopefully the plan that you're going with your agent comes through. And I see you on TV presenting a new renovation property show. Um, I wish you the best. Putting it out there to the universe. You know, bring it to me. (laughs) I genuinely mean it. You're so natural, like, on camera when you're presenting, when you're just so natural and, like, you're quite magnetic, actually, your personality. So I can really just imagine that show. So I'm really, really wishing that for you. Thank you. I feel like interviewing you now. I want to know everything about you. (laughs) I am available anytime. Just drop me a message and I am there. (laughs) Can we do, like, a two-way interview? Because I feel like I need to know everything about you now. (laughs) I am ready. You just name the day and I'm ready, honestly. And where can people find you before I forget? So um, social media of um, is at Shaney underscore Ryan and uh, the business page is at his and hers renovations interiors. Um, so you can check out like some of our beautiful projects that we've done. I'm really proud of them. Um, yeah, so that's just hit me up on social really, isn't it? Best place to find anyone these days. But and my podcast influenced me. It's on Apple Podcasts. Beautiful. We'll tag everything as well so it's easy for everyone that's listening. So we'll redirect them. Thank you. But thank you so much.